Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, Measuring Feedback, Chapter 1, Part 1. Here we go. We get asked all the time, how much feedback is enough? As if they're worried that they're doing too much oh, feedback. That's, oh, yeah. I'm, Mark, I'm really afraid. I'm concerned. I'm giving too much feedback. And I get this look on my face like, really? That's awesome. He says, why it's awesome? Because, I, I mean, just the idea that someone could give too much is, it just suggests that you're like a world-class manager. And he's like, well, thanks, thanks. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm probably giving two or three a week. And I just feel like I'm just pushing the limit over. Here. Just, yeah. just, just, just killing just them. Just killing them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, no. 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 Not that's so not too much. Yeah. Okay. So how do you answer the question about that you get? How much feedback is enough? Um, <laughs> my <laughs> answer is more <laughs> than what you're doing now. <laughs> and, and you're and, always and, correct, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Um, people ask sometimes, we get questions, it's similar to the question, how many meetings should I have? And there's really no right answer to how many meetings a particular manager should have. I mean, I might say five in a week and you might say seven and somebody else might say three and all of us hypothetically could be right. If you're doing 10 meetings, you're doing two. If all of them are efficient and effective, I wouldn't care whether you're doing right. 10 or 2. But look, with feedback, the answer for 90% of managers in the world at all levels, 90% of the time, isn't whether what you're giving is enough. The answer is there's no way you're giving enough feedback right. such that you might be giving too much. Right? Simple as that. Yeah. So let's take it from a different perspective, which is can we help people to measure to get them to a point where Good start right right something let's get them started yeah and that's what this cast is about is is the basics of measuring the feedback that you give and we have five recommendations the first one is we've talked about this before a manager tools team we believe measuring matters um, the greatest management principle in the world of course the book it says uh, the things that get measured are the things that get done rule number one Always remember when you start measuring something, measure the quantity first before you get into quality. Okay. Second thing is the way to measure feedback is to count only how many instances of feedback you give each day. Don't worry about whether or not it's to a particular person or all to one person or across the board or trying to give a certain amount to each person. It doesn't matter. The only thing you need to measure is how much feedback you're giving per day. Okay. If by magic you get to 20 bits of feedback a day, which is mind-bogglingly impossible, beyond impossible um, for the average manager to keep up for any length of time. Uh, yes, I suppose if you had 10 people working for you and gave 20 bits of feedback, 20 instances of feedback to one of them and ignore the other, the other nine, I would have a problem with that. But that's never the problem. Right. The problem no. is people don't get anywhere near that. And so we really don't worry yet about whether or not it goes to one person or another. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Then we have two techniques for keeping track. Technique number one, our third point is technique number one, which is the the, uh, the famous Mike Swenson poker chip trick. And having is, poker chips at work is is awesome. I mean, it yeah. works on just so many levels. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, although now I've noticed that some golf courses use poker chips um, as uh, ball markers, which are a little big for those of us who are purists, but that's another cast. 
when we start golf. I could, when I we start use, golf tools, right? I would use a dinner plate. There you tomorrow. Go. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, and technique number two is hair bands, believe it or not, or scrunchies. And then last, we want to talk about in point five, how to progress to a reasonable number, which is not as big as most managers think, because most managers can't progress to the kind of numbers they probably have in their head to begin with. Okay. So let's talk about your first point here, which just drives me crazy. Measuring starts with quantity. So you're why, does that, why does that drive you crazy? Well, because everybody knows quality measures. If I do a bunch of, oh. a, a number of repetitions <laughs> of crappy work, it's still crappy work. I'm sorry. Yeah. So... You're, you're seeing a suggestion. Okay. We do not focus on quality. Okay, but that hold on. Quality, <laughs> quality does not matter. I'm, not only is it not free, is it free, it doesn't matter. Because you're part of the cast, I'm going to accept <laughs> yeah. that your your statement has some rationality and some 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 val- validity. And so I'm going to say, okay, your head's getting ready. You to explode. said, okay. no, no, really not. I'm 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 very, very calm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna flay your argument into a thousand okay. little <laughs> pieces in front of hundreds of thousands of listeners. Let me make sure. You said if people do crappy work, regardless of how much they do, Not it's me. still crappy it's somebody work. somebody else. Someone else. A third party. Yeah. <laughs> a disinterested third party who doesn't listen to manager tools. That's right. If they do a bunch of crappy work, i.e. crappy feedback, it's still crappy feedback. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that's true. But what's your point of that? I mean, I, I agree with you. If they do crappy work, it is crappy work. But I'm not following. We're getting down to the quantity versus quality issue. Even though that's true, tell me why that should be persuasive to me. Well, if I'm doing crappy work, poor work, right? Right. I'm not being effective with it. Right. Then the quantity of ineffective work is just a bunch of ineffective work. Right? Yeah, and I mean, it could be that, worse, actually. And, and in fact, or I could do harm. I could do. Yeah, you I could make do harm. Right? That's what, that's the case. That's where you were going, make. right? Yeah. Sorry, sure. I'm no, 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 no. You, you, you had it. You just, I just needed to sort of tease it <laughs> out, try to help you build up. I'll help you build up the best possible argument before I before you flame me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so. But that makes sense to me. I agree with you there. That is the logical extension of it. Okay. But would you agree that when you say that argument, as a defense of the idea of measuring quality, that you're essentially comparing poor work, crappy work, against good work? Right? Good work. Right. Yeah, high quality versus crap right. or low quality. Or, or in the case of bad work that actually does more harm than it then it does good. It'd well, be, that would be low quality. That'd right? be low, right. Yeah. Basically, what you're doing is saying, Mark, I don't want to count crap. I want good stuff, right? That's right. And so, therefore, why would I measure poor quality? Why would I say quantity is all that matters? Because we may be going, maybe hurting ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Let me suggest, though, and this is really interesting. I, and we didn't, I didn't expect to talk about this, but you're comparing two quality standards, or not standards, but you're comparing two outcomes of work, low quality and high quality, That's right, right. right? And you're saying, if I only count quantity, I'm essentially supporting or or subsidizing the idea of low quality work. And you're saying, no, you can't do that because we, we should be only subsidizing or supporting high quality work. That's right. But what's the difference between low quality and high quality work and no work at all? Well, one is you're actually doing something. The other yeah. one is you're at least paying attention to the problem. You're trying to get better, right? right? Yeah. And the other one is you're... You're doing not doing nothing, right? right? I would argue that's the problem. I would argue in a nutshell that what you're suggesting, I can't argue with the truthfulness of saying I would prefer high quality work, but in order to get some work, you have to do something. What I'm saying is, is that you're right. It'd be better if I could, if I could, if I'm supposed to throw something a certain distance 
and I don't throw, I throw it and I throw it and I throw it and I don't make it. I don't make it. You could say to me, you didn't make it. You didn't make it. You didn't make it. You could argue, well, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not throwing the ball 50 yards. You're only throwing it 50 feet. And so that's not any good. Right. My argument is, my argument is let's at least get people throwing the ball. Right. Because if you've got two groups of people, one who is throwing the ball and one who is not, and where you're saying, I don't, let me, let me uh, reduce your argument to an absurdity, right? Um, you're saying if they can't reach the target, they shouldn't be throwing the ball at all. There you go. That's what you're saying. This is like Margaret Thatcher okay. saying about I'm income inequality. Not, I'm actually not saying that, but that's yes, the argument That's I'm exactly making. what you're saying. The beauty of me saying that that's what you're saying is that that allows me then to flay it. If right. you take that away from me, then I take back my comment about being able to flay your yeah. argument. <laughs> and the reason I bring this up is because our audience tends to skew less so these days than it used to. Right. But it tends to skew technical. Bunch of high C's, mm. right? Less so than before. Less so but, yeah, than before, okay. but still slightly, still right, slightly. Okay, okay. And a lot of tendency of folk of technical folks is that look if it's not perfect yeah. it's no good right, right. And, that, and the idea and the uh, idea of of going out and doing something that folks are uncomfortable with that they've never done before and the fact that they're going to stink at it stops them from doing it i would at even all. say different i would give a different argument and again i'll make your argument better for you i don't think it's a Thank question you. of technical at all and I think you and I have talked about this. I think the politics of success in organizations that we work with, small, medium, and large, is such that there is such an interest in avoiding failure. failure right. There's such an interest in avoiding being wrong. I've seen, seen people sit in meetings, which an hour before, they were telling me about a great idea, and somebody asked for ideas, and they don't say a word because yeah. they're afraid that their idea is going to be picked apart yeah. or be told, oh, you don't understand, but that won't work at this level and so on. And we've said it before, the avoidance of failure is not the same thing as seeking success. So I think that's even a bigger mm. driver. Look, my point is, I don't disagree with you on this. I, I think if we... Tell people quality matters in the beginning. People will never leave the starting line. Right. I would rather have them leave the starting line and throw the ball five feet and say, well, it's better than nothing. Literally, it's better than nothing. In part, because I'm hoping to break the shackles of I'm afraid of being wrong. Because if you tell people, I don't want you to do anything until it's perfect, they will never do it. Yeah. They will never do it. And you, as a human being, you just can't. I mean, look, when it comes to measuring behaviors... You have to start with quantity. We as human beings are not good at being perfect the first time we do something. We're not. If we measure quality, some is going to see that. Some people are going to see that as a goad to perfection, right? Or perfectionism, even worse. Mm -hmm. That's going to cause a lot of people to not give feedback or not, in this example that we're talking about, not throw the ball. Because perfection takes preparation. And I'm going to always be preparing, waiting for that perfect chance to give perfect feedback. And I say this at conferences sometimes. It's, 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 it's sort of a joke, but fundamentally it's true. If we were animals, okay, we would be good at four things, eating, sleeping, procreating, and going to the bathroom. That's what animals do. And they're really good at those four things. I mean, shockingly good. And I like to joke with people at conferences. Without a lot of training. Yeah, so, not only a lot of training. They don't even have to think about it. Right. They're so good at it, they can... <laughs> They can do this stuff all day long. In fact, the beauty of it is they're so specialized. That's their gift. Animals are good at the things they need to do in order to survive. The problem with animals is they will never do anything else other than those four things. 
and the joke I tell at conferences, of course, is that there are no penguins building skyscrapers in Antarctica. It's not going to happen. We shouldn't put somebody down there to watch in case they might, because they're never going to be doing it, because they're too busy not thinking about, but still doing, eating, sleeping, procreating, and go to the bathroom. That's what they do. Okay. Now, human beings, on the other hand, a little different. We can do almost anything, but the first time we do it, we're going to suck at it. The great benefit of being a human being is you can do anything. You can build a building if you want. The downside is the first time you do it, you're terrible at it. If you told humankind since the beginning, you must do it well the first time you do it, not perfectly, just well, there probably wouldn't be any energy right now. There, there'd be huts and caves and so on. But the human condition, uh, we as human beings have to be willing to try things and know we're not going to be perfect at it. Okay. Look, suppose somebody said to you right now, I'd like you, I'm, I'm going to follow you around, Mike, for the day as your executive like life. You. Okay. I, I'd like to see you at some point today. Anytime when I'm watching you, you make the call. You tell me which one after the fact that you did it. It says, I'd like to see you have a perfect conversation with someone with whom you work. Perfect. And when I say conversation, more than just a question and an answer, you know, two lines between you. I mean a three to five minute conversation that you and I would agree after the fact is perfect. Okay. <laughs> right. What do you think would happen? How many people listening right now, how many people honestly do you think could say, oh, I definitely know what a perfect conversation is and, and I'm going to be able to do it. And, and you follow me around and I have almost all my conversations are perfect. And we, we occasionally get emails from folks who appear to have pretty big egos, but I'd say the answer to that question is yeah. zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's zero. It's it's if it's not zero, it's marginally <laughs> zero, right? Look, um, we all have a lot of experience in conversations and we're not even close. No one would argue we're perfect at it. The idea that we want to burden somebody right away with learning a new behavior. And folks, even if you've been doing feedback for a couple of years, I would still recommend not worrying about quality yet until you really have nailed the quantity measurement. If we said to people, I want to follow you around and I want you to find, you tell me after you've had it, that one was perfect. I just gave perfect feedback. Right. Well, and the thing uh, about conversations, we can't we can't agree. We don't. None, nobody listening knows what a perfect conversation is. But we've been having conversations our entire right, lives, right? Exactly. And feedback yeah. from the vast majority of managers right. is brand new, right? Yep. So what's the what's the chance of, of, of if you tell somebody there? if you tell somebody you got to give me some perfect feedback, the, the average manager, even ones that we think of as really really good, is going to pause. Yeah. They're going to worry about being right, and, and and human behaviors that we we're not we're we just started out. The first time we use it, we're definitely not going to have mastered it. So if you're folks, if you're wondering about whether you're doing feedback right or not correctly, and you're just starting, we'd like to suggest you stop worrying about a high quality experience. You're not going to get to perfect unless you start somewhere. And the quickest way to perfect your delivery and, and the outcome there, there to, therefore is to practice more. Now, again, I, look, I know, Mike, that, that we run the risk here that someone is going to say, oh, I just go do it. And they do it so horribly, to your point earlier, they get way off track. First of all, I think the model is pretty simple. I think it can be abused. All of our tools are, are essentially ethically neutral. They assume ethical behavior on the part of the deliverer. We believe managers and the people who are listening to us are ethically good. But I know that there's a chance that someone could abuse this stuff. And I'm just not worried about that. If you try to worry about everything and create a perfect system of measurement, you'll spend so much time measuring, you won't have time to do the stuff that will make your organization better. Yeah. 
I agree. Right. I agree. Yeah. The people who would misuse this stuff or count and then say, ha, 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 I got to five a week and, uh, you know, I'm really, really doing good and who are unethical and are abusing it and so on. There's no way we can help those people. I mean, we can't, you know, I, we can't write the perfect podcast for the perfect person to steer them away from this. All we can do is exhort them to be good people. Um, and there's going to be somebody who misuses our stuff. And, you know, hopefully they'll send us an email and we can steer them in the right direction. Right. Okay. So we're going to measure the quantity, right? So we're going to measure yeah, only quantity, only quantity. So we're going to measure. If you screw up giving feedback in the beginning, I won't care. As long as you are as actually as giving feedback. As long as you move forward. And, I'm, and again, we're assuming folks are trying at least to do yeah. it correctly. So we're going to measure quantity, the number of times I give feedback to each specific individual in the organization, the average interval between those pieces uh, yeah, of feedback, I, I do. and then Dude, the, the rate me. of acceleration of feedback over a period of weeks. Smalls. You're totally killing me. I, I don't know. Quantity. You, you're adding in all kinds of... of they're uh, they're quantity. <laughs> Did you mention periodicity in there? If you didn't, periodicity is one of my favorite words. Just if you ever, I was getting to you. Interrupted. Yeah, that's right. You were using a lot of words to to sum up the word of the the (laughs) meaning of periodicity, right? Yeah. Look, I've tried all this stuff. You can put all the measures on it you want. Spreadsheets, perfect. If you have to measure how how long between things, the moment somebody does something at ten o'clock in the morning and they put it down at eleven because they forgot to to measure it. They forgot to mark it down as having been done at 10 and it got, now you've messed up the system. And the idea that you can immediately figure out a measuring, uh, a capture device for data in terms of when you gave feedback. If you could do that, why can't you just give more feedback? I mean, right? Well, it, you only measure, measure the quality of the feedback. So at least I can measure the quality of my metrics. No, <laughs> yeah, no. No, look, look, it's hard enough. People are motivated not to fail. They're motivated not to make a mistake. They're motivated. Unfortunately, what that means is I'm motivated to stay where I am. If, if I've gotten to where I am and I'm, I've been successful up until now, why not stay safe and continue to do that despite our friend Marshall Goldsmith's exhortation, which is what got you here won't get you there. The only way we know of to get better um, in terms of starting the process is simply to keep a daily count. Okay. That's total all. Count. I yeah. Count. Yeah. Doesn't matter That's who all, I give it to, just I don't how care. many pieces of feedback. Right. Did I give right. that day? That's all That's we're it. going to count. Did I or did I not give feedback to any one of my directs today? And if so, how many times did I do that? Whether it was terrible or good, positive or negative, we don't care. We don't recommend counting how many you give to any one direct. We're not going to recommend you try to count whether you give feedback to all of your directs or not. We're never going to tell you that until we get past this ramp up period. Okay. And frankly, we're never going to recommend that broadly for, for lots of reasons. Frankly, though, it gets pretty complicated. There, there will be, we will make a suggestion if you do want to keep track of it, there will be a future cast in, in measuring feedback, chapter four or chapter five. We'll talk about that in more detail. But look, it'll take longer to keep track of the amounts and the recipients than it would to give the feedback itself. We talked about right. this earlier. It becomes so if painful that right. you'll stop giving the feedback. Yeah, you won't that's wanna, exactly you won't right. Track it. <laughs> I mean, how many? I mean, I know technical people who have gotten all excited and wanted to be on the team that created a project management internal intranet project tracking website. And they said, this is awesome. We're going to be able to keep track. I won't have to report anything else. And then they're the first people who literally say, 
when somebody says, hey, you didn't update the website. Well, you want me to work on the project? You want to update yeah, yeah. status? I can't do both. It's the stupidest thing that any, this is the worst phrase that was ever delivered to anybody who works in project. What do you want me to do? Work on the project? Update my status. It's like, geez, are you in third grade? People, I mean, they ought to have. I mean, something ought to be chopped off of them when they when they say that. As if like, oh, I just had a lobotomy, and suddenly my project, the person <laughs> on my project team, is suddenly smarter than me. You weren't you in the group that that lobbied for this project tracking website? Did you think that one of the one of the criteria or one of the uh, features of the project tracking website was it would update itself automatically with your work status? I don't think so. So no, <laughs> measuring systems that take up more than fifty percent of the time involved in an activity, meaning the activity itself and the measure of it are a curse and and it's just stupid for us to think that if feedback can be done in well you know you've seen me at conferences i can do a bunch of it in five or six seven seconds each even if the feedback takes you 30 seconds at the beginning if it takes you 30 or 45 seconds to update your measurement yeah, you system stop, of it, stop it's just it. dumb it's dumb if you can't motivate them to take the 30 seconds to begin with what makes you think you could do 30 seconds and 30 to 45 more seconds to update a system it's just crazy. It's Especially crazy. since it wouldn't be bad if you were doing 20 or 30 pieces of feedback a day, right? You'll never get there if you're yeah. trying to measure it all. So okay, so, okay, I get that. So I'm going to say, why not though track the amount of feedback I give to specific individuals? If I have five people on my team, obviously if I give all the feedback to one individual, that wouldn't be great. But if it was, even if it's two or three, if I gave feedback to only three individuals because these two individuals are my problem I think anything we do, anything we do to get between the observation of a behavior, remember behaviors are words that your direct say, how they say those words, their facial expressions, their body language, and their work product. And work product includes quality of their work, quantity of their work, accuracy of their work, timeliness of their work, their their documentation of the work, uh, organizational results that they're specifically uh, held accountable for, and also relationships that they might have. Anything we do to get between the giving of feedback, if I see a behavior and before I give you feedback, Mike, I'm just starting to learn feedback. I have to ask myself, oh, wait, have I given it to Mike or not today? And if Mm. so, how many? Or wait a minute, is this positive or negative? Oh, wait, uh, any hurdles, any hurdles. It's like saying, oh, no, no, no. I know you want to throw the ball and when you, you have you throw it 50 meters. But before you throw the ball, you have to do a spin around in the circle. Yeah. But then the ball's like, well, what does that have to do with the feed, with giving, throwing the ball? Well, it really doesn't, but you have to do it anyway. I promise you, there'll be people who say, I'm not spinning around, so I'm not going to throw the ball. So therefore, I'm just going to sit here like the other guys who said, I don't want to be wrong. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, and then we're not going to get any different results. Right. And you won't do it there. The moment will have passed. And if you don't do it there, you're certainly not going to bring it up two hours later when you see it. So it it never happens. Again, the more steps you put in, if I have to do any analysis, if I have to think through the impact of the measuring system on my behavior, it will reduce the amount of my behavior that I engage in. It's like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. You (laughs) measure it and it changes things, right? So now, now look, I know what some people are going to say. Well, wait a minute. Why not give positive feedback to somebody even if they're not on your list of someone you haven't given feedback to, right? I mean, suppose I got three guys well, that, working for me, silly. and I give feedback, and I've given feedback to A and B, right? And I haven't seen C yet today. Maybe he's out, but I got a chance to give positive feedback to A, and you're telling me, no, 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 that you haven't oh, given no, no, it to C. No. It's, it's not your dumb, It's not right? your turn. Well, you don't get no positive feedback for yeah. you today. And then somebody says, but then you know something else. People say to us, oh well, I wouldn't want to give uh, uh, positive feedback to a poor performer. 
right? Why not? One bit of positive feedback, remember feedback is relatively small. It's not as big as most people are used to thinking about when it comes to performance communications with the direct. One bit of positive feedback isn't going to make one of your perform, poor performers think that they're magically out of the doghouse. Yeah, they're like a superstar. Now, the managers say to us all the time, well, I can't give positive feedback to a poor performer. He might ask me for a raise. And that's the point where I say, I ask the group, I say, anybody here want to know how to respond to a request for a raise? Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. What do you do? How do you, how do you get out of that politically difficult situation? What? It's not politically difficult. I said, okay, everybody get their pencils out. I don't really, I rarely at conferences, I rarely tell you write, write things down, right? Uh, I bet tomorrow we get this question. We're at a client site, uh, the night before we're delivering the next day, guys. And, and I guarantee you, sometime in the next couple of weeks, somebody's going to ask us, I'll ask, hey, you want to know how to respond to a request for a raise? And he's like, yeah. I said, okay, get out your pens, be ready to write down. And here's what I want you to do. I want, I'm, I'm going to tell you what to do. And I only want you to write down in your book the words I tell you to write down. Okay. So here's the answer. Just say no. And what I mean by that is just write down the word no. So the next time one of your directs comes, just kind of have a raise. Say no. And then say, anything else? Got to go. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Works like a champ. Yeah. Why, look, why would it be bad? to give negative feedback, if in fact you were to that point. Why would it be bad to give negative feedback to a top performer as busy as so many of them are asking for negative feedback? Oh, it's okay, boss. You can give me negative too. I know you're giving me positive right now. It's okay to give me negative. Now, look, our comments right now are predicated on a manager who is who is out of the rolling out the Trinity timeline, right? So if you're still in the process of only giving positive feedback and you haven't moved on to giving negative feedback, please only give positive feedback. And it doesn't matter. You can learn the feedback model with positive feedback and more frequent positives, even to your bottom performer, is not a problem. It's not going to be a problem. Yeah. And just to be clear, we're not measuring quality here. So somebody gets feedback. Do they count as a piece of feedback even if they just totally screwed up the model? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Now, if somebody comes up and says, hey, got some feedback for a great job today. No, I'm not going to count that. No, they stu- they stumbled or you know, it took it took a minute when it should take ten seconds. Don't care. Or, Again, okay. what yeah. you're what you're suggesting to me is before I give the feedback to somebody, I have to have it really perfect in my head. Otherwise, I may take the time to get feedback, but not get credit for it. Right. I don't want people to worry about whether or not they're getting credit. I just want them to start doing it. You're going to know whether you did it right or not, and we're going to recommend some quality checks. And when we put out future casts in this area, but, but I just got to tell you, there are people, managers in the world who are, if I, if I can say so, I don't mean to sound too strong about this, but they're fans of ours who won't give feedback because they're afraid they're going to be wrong. Right. Or they're afraid they don't, they're not going to do it right. And folks, it's just as hard as saying, Hey, can I give you some feedback? Repeat after me, folks. Hey, can I give you some feedback? Hey, can I give you some feedback? When you do X, when you do X, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Thank you. That's all. I mean, you, you and I have talked about it before. One of the things we hope to do with video is put out a bunch of examples yeah. of me giving feedback and have and others giving feedback and seeing, gee, that takes like 10 seconds max. And it's just like you lean over after me and go, hey, dude, can I give some feedback real quick? When you're on time to meeting, it saves as much time. Thanks, man. And people say, people have actually pointed to us. You've been with me. When people point to me, well, that's not feedback. <laughs> so, well, why, why not? Well, it's just not. It was too fast. Well, why is it too fast? Well, I don't know. It seemed kind of casual. One person in our last conference, I, I want to say it was London, actually said, 
Well, you wouldn't actually do that because it doesn't sound like they're in trouble. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I remember that. I was like, I'm like, dude, huh. they're not in trouble. They just got feedback. Well, you're not have to explain to me about how feedback and yeah, trouble we, don't go together. And this is this and this isn't a a, a cast about feedback. But that's yeah, not. Yeah. But but man, that's the one thing I wish I could just manage to get in people's head. The fact right. that you can smile, you can pleasant, you can. Yeah. I when I give negative feedback, I chuckle. Right. Yeah. That is the way feedback is. So. The idea of the idea of giving negative feedback being more of a chore than positive just doesn't yeah just doesn't make sense. Anyway, so that, sense. yeah, well, well, let's come back to that. Yeah, so we don't care whether it's well delivered, even if you're frankly a good deliverer of the manager tools feedback model. We'd recommend you go back to square one with these recommended quantity measurements and make sure you're giving enough feedback, if you will, the right way. But really, just make sure that you're giving enough. Okay. If you've been doing it for a while, if you think of yourself as being pretty good with feedback, it's a nice way to do a reset of one of your basic, hopefully, managerial habits. The same way you do a do-over with your workout at the start of the year, or you're getting things done routine. I've done the data dump. I don't. What does what uh, David Allen call that first thing when you gather it all together? I said data dump is the wrong phrase. Yeah. I, um, but but that that gathering it all together, yeah, all your, the processing, or whatever, all your inputs, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the getting things done routine, or if you use zero based budgeting or zero based meetings, the same basic thing. Do a quick start over. If it's a process, it's important to you. It's helpful periodically to go back to the basics, and make sure you're dotting your eyes and crossing your t's, and make sure you've got your quantity where you want it to be. I suspect there are a lot of managers who say, "I've mastered feedback," and then their feedback starts tapering off. Right. Right. Whereas our recommendation is feedback is like one-on-ones in the sense that it never stops. And feedback, of course, happens more frequently than one-on-ones in that you're doing it so regularly, you don't even notice it anymore. Okay. Look, if you have more examples to think through as, as you're learning feedback and, and you've fully established a routine of giving feedback, you're going to be better able to determine whether or not your quality is any good. Right. right. If you only have four or five samples, yeah. you're probably not going to be, the sample size is so small, one or two that were really bad or really good will skew the measure, uh, any kind of quality overall average, if you will, not suggesting we're going to average this. But the simple fact is, if you focus on quantity and you don't worry about who you're giving it to, what time of day, you don't worry about positive or negative, unless you're still in the positive feedback rollout phase of the Trinity, all we're doing is eliminating all the barriers and all we want you to do is count. That's all. Just count. Literally, did I or did I not? And for the most of them, if they start out by saying, can I give some feedback? Even if they mess up steps two, three, or four a little bit, and really you probably couldn't mess up step four when it comes to positive feedback. It's just the words, thank you. Then you're probably fine. That's good enough for us. And even if you're not fine, somebody who does that 50 times over the course of a number of weeks even if they're not fine every once in a while, I would rather have that than somebody who gives one bit of feedback for 10 weeks in a row. In other words, only 10 bits of feedback. I'd feel much more confident, even about the, about the person who did 50, even if he admitted three or four of them were just a total disaster. Because three or four out of 50 is still better than 90%. Whereas, you know, out of 10, if you've only given 10, one a week for 10 weeks, is that person really learning? One a week for 10 weeks? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that meets my standard of professionals trying to get better at something. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, have a great one. So long.